3: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong
4: and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A new study suggests that long term side effects of the coronavirus may include memory loss. So if you never got COVID, maybe you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. I'm home right now because I might have the COVID, the Fauci fever. Hey, Jack, you, D- you DA, there are tests for that. Yeah, I know. I've taken them, and I've, I've passed them. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry it's come back negative. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, uh, I've gotten negative COVID tests, but my kids tested positive. I was with my kids all last week, and I don't
4: have the COVID. I just have COVID symptoms and no COVID. That just seems so unlikely yeah 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 i definitely think another test might be in order
0: i'm gonna schedule another official test like at the university today Uh that's one where they go up go up through the southland oh boy oh yeah all they they put you under i mean this it's a heavy duty test great scott oh yeah they open you up wow i'm not Um, going to that hospital so uh well they're thorough uh there are a couple of giant pieces of legislation. Don't, don't don't touch that dial. Jeez, I feel like the the second I say legislation, people are going to touch the dial. I would. I hate hearing about legislation. Yeah, I know,
4: but this is this is not minor league crap. This is changing the soul. This is a DNA implant to the the, the genetics of the United States of America. And there are so many aspects to this 5 trillion-ish
0: parabills. trillion, probably something in that range. There's so many aspects to it that aren't known yet because they haven't decided what it is. They keep talking about how much it is, but not what's in it. Then they're going to pass it, and we're all going to find out in which ways have you turned us into Europe. Um, uh, Some of it has gotten booted out. It looks like the free year of community college for everyone in America has got thrown out, thank God, and a bunch of other dumb stuff, but a bunch of other stuff looks like it's going to stay in it. Wall Street Journal was talking today about the Bernie Sanders experiment for America's children. Taxpayers won't be the only ones hurt by the pre-K program. So uh, I reference this all the time and because we talked about this many years ago, and I don't want to repeat myself over and over again, but I always say every time pre-K comes up, it doesn't work. Google it. Google pre-K and any studies of it. It doesn't work. There's In, this, in it, terms it, of academic achievement. Well, it's never discussed. Whenever you hear anybody mention pre-K, it never gets more than a half of a sentence of explanation. It's just pre-K, which is another year of education for young people, which will help them all have started, you know, have an equal head start. End of story. Okay. Um, uh, Do you you think your kids need uh, a year earlier of education? I didn't. And it turns out you don't. There have been a whole bunch of studies done that show that it doesn't do any good. And there are some recent studies that think it does harm. What it is, is, and we are talking to a, um, a co-worker who will remain nameless, who, who said, it's really about the financial situation of childcare. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been saying for years. It's free child care for all across America. It's a financial thing for people who want to get their kids into child care. Um, and not have to pay for it, using it's, my finger quotes, because yeah, somebody's paying for Yes, government child care. Government child care. Um, but they are going through some education for it. Well, so, what should I do first? Should I read the stuff first? Oh, no, I'll tell the story first. So this coworker who did this pre-K thing, because they had it locally, got their kid into it because it was cheaper than the child care they were paying for. Because it was free, using my finger quotes again. We're all paying for it with our taxes, but you're not writing a check every... uh every week to a, um, a sitter or a nanny or whatever. Uh, it's free in that sense. Um, uh, and their kid hated it, was miserable, actually cried and begged to be taken out of it. Wow. Turns out there are all kinds of studies that say kids are not ready at that age for education and we're denying them some of the very important time that they need to develop at home. Hmm. And we're going to convince America, no, 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 no. This important time that experts have uh, identified as necessary for the growth of young people at that age. No, no, we're, gonna, we're going to convince you that you need to get them into a school setting. Anyway, now, let me read from the, the Wall Street Journal.
4: Okay, yeah, I've, uh, well, uh, okay, go ahead.
0: As for the pre-K plan, and you know, this is kind of long, but I think this is important because we're about to all pay for this. All of us. As for the pre-K plan, a New York Times report accurately described it as part of a progressive dream for the nation's e- education system. they have been talking about it my entire adult life, wanting it. Expanding government is the point, says the Wall Street Journal. When critics point out disappointing results from various pre-K programs, advocates simply clarify that what they're building is a high-quality pre-K, as if universal government programs are synonymous with high quality. (laughs) That that sounds a lot to me like the socialism works. It just hasn't been uh, done right yet. No, pre-K will work. It It just hasn't been done correctly yet. When the government gets enough money, then they'll do it the right way. In 2017, the Brookings Institution, not right-wingers, assembled a task force of interdisciplinary scientists from various leading research universities to assess state-funded pre-K programs. The Brookings Tax Task Force reported, Convincing evidence on the longer-term impacts of scaled-up pre-K programs on academic outcomes and school progress is sparse, precluding broad concluded concluding broad conclusions blah 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 uh, the evidence that does exist often shows that pre-k induced improvements in learning are detectable during elementary school but studies also reveal null no or negative longer term impacts for programs in other words yeah your kid that goes in at four might be ahead of the kids that didn't go in at four but the other kids catch up with them very quickly that's what all the studies show if there is any benefit and there's more to this um, in 2018, Early Childhood Research Quarterly published a paper by Vanderbilt researchers. This study of the Tennessee Voluntary, Voluntary Pre-K Program is the first randomized control trial of state pre-K programs. The Vanderbilt team reported that while pre-K students in the program initially surpassed kids who didn't go to pre-K across a battery of achievement tests, this advantage did not hold. During the kindergarten year and thereafter, the control children caught up with the pre-K participants on those tests and generally surpassed them. Similar results appeared on the third grade achievement tests for a full random size pre-K participants did not perform as well as the control children. So the pre-K kids had a bit of an academic head start in kindergarten, obviously, because you've already done the base, some of the like, most basic math and reading. The kindergarten kids catch up, the only kindergarten kids catch up very quickly and then pass them going
4: forward for some reason. Well, now we get I wonder to if for the, some reason. The little, uh, oh, okay. All right. I have speculation, but why Why engage in my stupid, ignorant speculation? You have expert testimony. In February of this year, a report came out from the Manhattan Institute that for some children, pre-K
0: programs are not even useless. They may cause genuine harm given how young the kids are when they were moved out of the household and into a new setting. These Stras- findings. These findings are, yeah, exactly, that's part of it, not ready for that, any stress. You're not ready for any stress at three or four. Right. These findings are consistent with and likely partly explained by recent advances in our understanding of neuroscience and child development. Studies suggest that many children exhibit higher levels of stress hormones uh, called toxic stress in childcare environments than they do at home which could leave a lasting physical impact on their brain architecture. Some concerns may not necessarily deter Bernie Sanders, given his ideological commitment commitment to central planning. Pre-K is just one part of a larger plan for the federal government to be involved in child care from the earliest ages. But voters may want to urge their elective representatives to pause before initiating this Sanders revolution. They go into more details, the Quebec family policy up in Canada... They did this for a while. For children in two-parent households, results were rather grim. Deterioration in parenting practices, deterioration in children's behavior, and long-term harm to their health and life satisfaction for kids that got into pre-K versus kids that didn't. Wow. Oh, my God. Let's institute that universally. That sounds great. Right. So I have been arguing for years it doesn't do any good. So let's not make every taxpayer pay for free child care
4: when it doesn't do any good. There are more recent studies that say it does harm. Well, and I would suggest to ye that at the point it becomes a universally implemented, gigantic government program, the quality that yielded those troubling results will decline. It will get worse. The stress will
0: get worse because this is guaranteed to happen. There'll start to be some mandatory uh, universal norms that you have to meet as a pre-K teacher or school to keep your funding. So there'll be more pushing for standardized results for these pre-K kids, like we do at all the other grades. So wow. it'll all be about teaching to the test to keep your funding, adding more stress to kids that aren't
4: designed for that sort of thing. I learned in college from a professor. Uh, she was, I realized in retrospect, a Marxist, who would go on and on, it wasn't even really apropos to the topic. Uh, she would go on and on about how, uh, the the nuclear family should not be raising children. That the government should have a much greater role in raising children, so that they would uh, understand their responsibilities in society and blah blah blah. She's she's advocating government raising of children, obviously, and that's a big part of Marxism. And it's it's kind of tangential or it's it's uh, next door philosophies of socialism and far-left liberalism. They really like the idea of getting your kids very, very early and teaching them the the, the truth, the Marxist truth, as quickly and early as they can. It shocked me as a, as an 18, 19-year-old, however old I was, but it's absolutely a part of it. And I think that's a small to medium part of this i think the other part is just the socialist impulse that the government taxpayers the successful industry whatever ought to pay for everything uh, th-
0: that and, and and then the uh i understand the impulse to want to make sure that all kids have an equal chance um What I don't get is how the Bernie Sanders crowd that wants pre K and talking, Barack Obama and everybody's been talking about pre K my entire adult life. About how we just go and we get pre K going. Where are your studies that show it does what you want it to do? They don't
4: exist. I think it's just a pretext to supply government funded child care. But they know if they make it sound like there's some educational, uh, you know, uh, yield to it, that people would be more in favor of it. If they just said government funded child care, they would get a lot less positive uh, response.
0: Well, I realize there's a little long, deep dive into that. But as of last night, the pre-K thing is in the human infrastructure bill and is going to be and is going to pass. It's going to happen. Yeah, it would seem. And it's awful. It's just awful.
4: Judy and I had our kids in a church-run preschool program. They called it. It was fun. It was play-based. They loved it. Uh, they couldn't wait to go. So I think that's that's a different situation than government-funded, mass and massive, uh, you know, government preschool, DMV preschool. I mean, where are they going to get the people to qualify, decent people to do this? You can't get workers to do anything. And all of a sudden, we're going to open up hundreds of thousands of government-run, government-paid-for preschools around the country. We are, and there isn't going to be horrific abuse and neglect in them? This This is so bad. And
0: it's going to pass. It's almost guaranteed to pass at this point. And, and how much national discussion has there been about it? Have you heard any anywhere? I haven't. I'm glad the Wall Street Journal took it on. We're talking about it. Just here and now. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong and
3: The Armstrong and
5: Getty
0: Show. Boy, we got a lot of texts about the whole pre-K thing. So, if you want to join in, we'll we'll hit some of the highlights uh, next segment. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. I I recognize that you might be shocked to hear this is about to become a thing in the United States. It is it is very likely to pass
4: um, and and be part of the Human Infrastructure Bill. If emailing is more your style, you can hit us up at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, dot com, and we will resume the discussion. So I watched some of the World Series game last night. Uh, I hadn't realized the first <laughs> hit.
1: In-
0: <laughs> oh, racism! Racism! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Top of the first inning. First guy to step to the plate homered. First time that's ever happened. Oh, really? Yeah, I was kind of Houston- surprised to hear that. Yeah, Houston Astro player. Uh, yeah, he did indeed uh, stealing signs. Probably banging on trash cans, bunch of cheaters. Anyway, I'm rooting for the Braves because it'll be humiliating for Major League Baseball, having uh, moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta and moving it to Lily White, Denver. Uh, more on that to come. But so the guy uh, pitching for the Braves, Charlie Morton, he's probably their best pitcher. He's a very, very good pitcher. Anyway, he got hit with a, a one hopper uh, at 102 miles per hour. Right in, in the five uh, hole. Well, no, right in the leg, the lower leg, 102 Not miles per hour. Not the five hole. hole. Not even close to the five. Well, somewhat close to the five hole. But anyway, that's a, folks, that's a hockey expression for if the puck goes between the goaltender's pads, is his leg pads, between his legs. That's the five hole. Anyway. <laughs> if Jack is done, I'll move on. So this guy, he kind of shook it off. He didn't really react much at all. And then he threw, uh, he threw to like... Um, uh four or five more batters, uh it, it didn't allow a walk, didn't allow a hit, really looked good, then he struck out a guy and grimaced and kind of half went down and grabbed at his leg. Turns out he had a broken fibula. So he'd been, you know, he'd been throwing a bunch of pitches on a broken leg and thrown effectively too, but they had to take him out of the game. He's done for the series now, which is not good for my Atlanta Braves.
2: So
0: he puts the bloody sock to shame. Will he become a right wing lunatic? Like Boston Red Sox. What's his <laughs> name? What are you, Chris Hayes all of a sudden? Are you Don Lemon? What was his name? Uh, the uh, Roger uh, Clemens. No, he didn't have the bloody sock, and he's not a right-wing lunatic, and, and neither is the guy I'm talking about. Played no. for the Diamondbacks, won a World Series with them. Boston Red Sox, bloody sock, Kurt Randy Schilling. Randy Johnson? Kurt no, Schilling. not Randy Johnson. What? <laughs> Kurt effing Schilling. There you go. Kurt Schilling. Yeah. No, and he's not a right-wing lunatic. I just was joking because I heard MSNBC talking. He just got banned from Twitter, Kurt Schilling. He's become very, very active. You know, he got fired from
4: ESPN for his Trumpy views, and uh, he got moved off of Twitter recently. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I I was first uh, directed to a Twitter post about it where uh, it's Charlie Morton did all of this on a broken leg, and it shows all the pitches he threw and how good he was throwing until he finally went out. And uh, and and then I went down to the comments, I don't know why, on this Twitter posting from one of your major sportscasts, and uh, this one guy t- 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 tweets, not broken, but don't let facts get in the way of a good story, to which someone replies, no, it's a broken fibula, which is a bone in the leg, but don't let, get f- let facts get in the way of your tweet. And so I thought, all right, what sort of mouth-breathing moron tweets that anyway? So I go to this guy's account... <laughs> He is, he was following 40 people. He has zero followers. He has not one air sucking homo sapien <laughs> who reads his tweets. And yet he has dozens and dozens of tweets. He is literally the tree in the forest that no one hears. Well, is he, he's possibly a bot? I suppose, yeah. Probably. Probably. And actually, that's one of the things I was going to say. If somebody tweets a really nasty comment, you click on their name or their handle or whatever, you go to their feed and you see how many followers they have and how long they've had their account, it is often bots. They're fake accounts.
0: Yeah. And also, if if it is a, a living moron and you go to their account and they have zero followers or two, don't respond to them
4: because you just elevated them by responding to them. Ignore them. Nobody's hearing them. If you missed part of the show, do go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get Armstrong and Getty On Demand Podcasts. Armstrong
2: and Getty.
1: perfect home, sweet home.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: A hiker in Colorado was recently lost for 24 hours after they reportedly ignored calls on their cell phone from rescuers because they did not know the number. (laughs) To be fair, it would be devastating
4: to use your last bit of phone battery only to find out your car's extended warranty has expired. (laughs) That is
0: a funny story. Joe did that story yesterday. Huh. I think I might have
4: done the same thing. Oh, thank God. The rescuers are calling. Hello, hello. There is a problem with your account. Please (laughs) press 1. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm stranded on a mountaintop. I may go ahead and answer the phone. Well, maybe he answered his first one, and it was a, do you
0: have a weak stream? And so he decided to uh, (laughs) not answer anymore after that. Right. So we were just talking about this whole pre-K thing. There are two giant bills working their way through uh, Congress right now. Nobody has any idea if neither both or one are going to pass they're trillions of dollars one of them is in theory actual infrastructure stuff bridges roads tunnels etc part of it the other half of it is just usual government waste that's the good one the other one <laughs> is called the the other one is called human infrastructure and it's full of all kinds of crap that nobody would ever call infrastructure and it is it is the wish list that Democrats have been talking about my entire adult life that I never thought would ever pass. But it looks like some of it might actually will. Yeah, good. So uh-huh. where that's headed. But as of last night, anyway, pre-K was still in there. And that's something Democrats have been pushing for years. Is Every kid gets an extra year of school on the front end. And so they go in at age three or four. And now we're going to get... Better results for all this, particularly underprivileged kids that are falling behind. There's no data to back that up. I just went through the beginning of the hour. The Wall Street Journal went through a, a number of studies uh, showing that it either doesn't help education or it actually harms children. Uh, if you've got data showing the reverse uh, progressives, feel free
4: to point it out because I haven't ever seen it. Yeah, it's, anyway. it's a snake oil sales pitch. It's government child care. It has nothing to do with education.
0: So I threw it out there to text, and we got as big a response on this as practically anything we've ever done. Uh, first text was this. I'm actually shocked you read your text line. No, I do read the text line. Uh, don't see all of them because, you know, we're a, a, a fabulously popular and powerful radio program all across this country. And, of course, we get lots of texts, and I can't keep up with all of them, but we do read the text line. Um, I'll just run through some of the texts, and uh, as always... Um, It's a a conversation starter, and merely reading a text is not endorsing it. Okay, let's keep that in mind. Um, It's going to put thousands of paid preschools out of business. Has anybody thought about that? Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Got a bunch of texts on that front line. Will pre-K be mandatory? I can't find that information. I doubt it. Kindergarten is not mandatory, which I didn't realize until my son refused to go when the school told me, you know, he doesn't have to go. So, uh, yeah, but kindergarten is not even mandatory. So I doubt pre-K is going to be mandatory, but... How many of you even knew kindergarten wasn't mandatory? It kind of grows in the social fabric as something that
4: you should do. It becomes a social norm. More insidious than that, and the previous text uh, clicked this in my head, it will be a gigantic, vast patchwork of government child care all across America. Those child care givers... Uh, They will call themselves teachers or whatever. Um, They will quickly unionize. Then they will work to put private preschools out of business. In the same way we see that, for instance, the California Teachers Association and and your local powerful teachers union works like crazy to stifle, to choke to death any innovation or any freedom for parents to move their kids out of crappy government schools into good private ones. So, yeah, soon that will come to childcare. Hey, lie. Well, cer- Have, doesn't that sound wonderful? Well,
0: and certainly if all the corporate media who talks about pre-K is an obviously good thing, I mean, if most of America thinks, no, it's just something you do, it's a smart, decent thing you do as a parent for your kid, people will send their kids to pre-K like they do for kindergarten just because they think it's the right thing to do. Um, regarding pre-K, this could be considered an assault on those small businesses, mostly women-owned, that are daycare for working families. Many women rely on this income to help their families. Now that money will go to the unions. Uh, can we talk for a minute about the massive shortage of preschool teachers we're about to have? With the scenario, my child preschool uh, can hardly find people to run it right now, let alone if you make it free and expand it to millions of people.
4: We touched on that. It's a well, win-win because for the government. it is a, a, a mandatory government, uh, well, it's mandatory that it be provided government service now. If they can't recruit people at, you know, what the, the prevailing wage, they'll start paying 50, 80, $150,000 a year for this government program. Those people will be unionized and they will be a reliable, as in rock solid reliable democratic vote for the rest of their lives. Believe me, this isn't accidental. It's a
0: win-win for government. Parents can work longer hours to pay more taxes to fund the progressive programs and the kids are conditioned to be the next generation of government dependents. Uh, I like this text. Hannibal Lecter was raised in a Soviet orphanage and formed his monstrous personality. (laughs) Thank you. For an excellent point. (laughs) Excellent point. Uh, My wife would take the kids to the park, and all the kids in the pre K daycare would look at them through the windows. One of our kids once asked why those kids were locked in those rooms. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's rough. Um. Preschool, follow the science, LOL. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, the science. Well played, my friend. All the studies that we've uh, cited from the Wall Street Journal,
4: it does no good or actually does harm. Oh, man, to have that. Are there any members of the media listening? Are there any city councilmen, state legislators, whatever listening? That's the one you go with. That is great. Pre-K sounds like it's even a step further than Head
0: Start. It ends up where druggy parents drop off their abused kids so they can abuse the other children while their parents can stay high all day without their kids underfoot. I, uh, I don't know how often that happens, but...
4: I am um, shocked the number of my friends who are now raising their kids' kids uh, because of uh, drug problems, primarily. Mental health issues, sometimes. Um, it's It's something. People, just when they thought, wow, the nest is empty, I'm getting near retirement, then all of a sudden there's a little kid in the house. Yeah. Yeah, I know a few of those myself. And, they, and they're and they heroes, and they love them the best they can, oh, and sure. they're doing great. Oh, sure. and my God, I, I admire the heck out of them, but it's a hard road. Yeah. Fellas, my warrior
0: wife is a lifer pre-K teacher. She says, any curriculum for toddlers that isn't play-based or Reggio Emilia influence, I don't know that. Using materials that encourage investigation. I'm, I'm not familiar right. with that. That's good stuff, um, though. Is always a losing battle. She considers it borderline abusive and has seen young children emotionally harmed. Well, we talked about our coworker who they sent their kid to TK, which is transition kindergarten, and their kid uh, hated it and cried, and they got him out of there and regret having ever done it. Um, one more. I'll hit you here. Well, I got uh, I'm on a school board. It's already here in California. We've been phasing it in for a couple of years. Yeah, I know. Gavin Newsom's so proud of this. He feels like he's the Martin Luther King Jr. of pre-K. We've been phasing it in for a couple of years in California. Logistically, most schools have no place on campus to put them, as their needs are very different from regular class, and we have no idea how we're going to actually make it work in reality. There you go. Wow.
4: And that is one of your leading states in the country for this stuff. I, I don't I don't even know what to do other than to keep uh, you know preaching the word, keep paying your taxes because billions and gazillions
0: of dollars are going to get thrown at this and it's going to be a mess. And uh, I'll tell you one thing: it's not going to do is any
4: good. It may actually do harm, right? And it's almost right.
0: certainly going to pass.
4: And the children get further and further from the loving uh, embrace and the the loving uh, you know raising of the parents. And and into the the cold bureaucratic arms of the government. Beautiful. I,
0: I in theory, believe in democracy, but here's a giant change we're going to make to our social structure, our education system, our tax rate, and it's not being debated. It's not being discussed. The, 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 um, The electorate is not discussing this at all. It's just
4: going to happen. I'm not sure democracy
0: does work. I'm not sure we are capable of governing ourselves.
4: Well, I, you know, I'm trying to find uh, the uh, specific quote. I think I, Thomas Jefferson had some great quotes on this, as did uh, James Madison, um, that an informed electorate is absolutely essential to a functioning republic. Not, not a good idea. Not better not to be desired it's you know what would be essential. nice is no it without it it dies essential and 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 what you've described is you know the death of a republic in in a lot of ways tell uh, me uh, where thomas you... jefferson here we go quote democracy demands an educated and informed electorate and i'm not even sure that's it, it, it was possible
0: 15 years ago when people opted not to be informed. I'm not even sure it's possible now with the Internet and siloed media and all that sort of stuff. I'm not, I'm not sure it's even really possible to have an informed electorate. But tell me where you've seen well, a conversation me, me about in, this.
4: Let me throw in James Madison. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice if the laws be so voluminous they cannot be read or so incoherent that they cannot be understood. That's where we are. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Tell me where you've seen a
0: conversation about this pre-K thing, where they've gone through the various studies, even if they had studies that were pro, which I don't know where you would find those because I haven't seen them. Even the New York Times study uh, their story about it was negative. But yeah. tell me where you're seeing this conversation being had. Yet we're going to pass it and it's going to become a reality all across America for the rest of our lives. It's, it's just
4: it's a hell of a way to run a country. Just to bottom line it for you, it is government child care for people who can't or say they can't afford childcare and they want to work. Now it's being pitched as some sort of uh, educational right for poor kids. It has nothing to do with that. That is spin. In fact, it's the opposite of true. It's it's I and I swore off the use of the word free, but it's quote-unquote free childcare for people who can't afford childcare.
0: And unfortunately, and again, if you missed the beginning of the hour, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. According to several studies, if they do attempt education, the kids are too young for it, and it harms them. It's actually a miserable experience for kids that age to be put into an educational setting. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Well, Bernie's getting one of his wishes. One of his lifetime wishes is going to come true for pre-K. Yeah, good.
5: There
0: well, you
4: he's go. an actual Marxist. He wants the state raising the children.
0: Call your congressman if you care about this. It might be too
4: late. They're voting on it this weekend, likely. Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. Get activists. Send them a, a letter. Call them. They pay attention to that stuff. If if 500 people call the congressional office of, you know, Congresswoman X, they will notice that. So find that number and, and hammer them on this stuff. They're a congresswoman? Mm-hmm. Theoretically. AOC appears to be a woman, and, you know, I'm a... Yes, she does. I'm a fan of, you know... Women. I'll st- I'll get down off of my soapbox
0: about this issue now. I've talked about it enough, but uh, I'm using trying-
1: a lot of soap.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Michael, you're under <laughs> you're undermining the outrage. All right, I'll you be- got to have a sense of when we're ginning up some good outrage, and it's legitimate outrage. By God, you're, you're really you're undermining,
0: really bringing your strong Bernard Sanders game today, though. Bernard Sanders. <laughs> Bernard Sanders. <laughs>
5: Oh, boy,
4: what next? Oh, you know what we got to touch on? We've referenced it, is the thousands of people making their way north through Mexico openly stating, yeah, we're going to come to the United States, and then we're going to walk in. And what the Biden administration is not doing about it. So stay with us.
0: Anybody know how accurate the home COVID tests are? I'm getting various reports on that, because this is not a rerun. I know. Somebody said, is this a rerun? Because I turned in early in the week and Jack had had COVID. And now he's wondering if he's had COVID. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, text line 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong.
1: Don't sit back and be silent. It's a message Nike is now accused of ignoring.
5: Here in the United States, Nike stands with the Black Lives Matter. Nike stands with Stop Asian Hate. But when it comes to China, Nike remains silent. You do not address police brutality in China. You do not say a word about the oppression of minorities in China.
1: The Boston Celtics Enes Kanter from Turkey in this now viral tweet calls out Nike for ignoring China's abuse
5: of Uyghur Muslims. What are you doing about the slave labor that makes your shoes? That slave labor that makes you rich?
4: Interestingly, Nike and the NBA have doubled down on their warm embrace with the communist Chinese and how important that market is to them. It's, it's called Cantor- capture. Capture is the term that they use uh,
0: on this. And China has done a good job of capture with media institutions, with companies, with some politicians. And they have capture of the NBA. Yeah,
4: indeed. So, uh, Mr. Cantor, that was a brief summary of some of his uh, statements, but, man, he gets after it. We're going to play him for you. They're a little lengthy, but this is finally an athlete
5: with principles and with courage. 62, Michael. Dear Nike, your company says that you are making a positive impact in our communities, and that is true. Yes, you are. Here in the United States, Nike stands with the Black Lives Matter. Nike stands with Stop Asian Hate. Nike stands with the Latino community. And Nike stands with the LGBTQ community. And Nike remains vocal about injustice here in America. But when it comes to China, Nike remains silent. You do not address police brutality in China. You do not speak about discrimination against the LGBTQ community. You do not say a word about the oppression of minorities in China. You are scared to speak up.
4: I'm not sure Nike supporting Black Lives Matter does anybody any good, but we'll put that aside. He's entitled to his opinion. 53, please. I'm sorry, 63.
5: Who makes your shoes in China? Do you even know? There are so many forced labor factories in China. For instance, Uyghur Uyghur forced labor in modern-day slavery, and it is happening right now in China. Millions of Uyghurs are currently detained, sold, and assigned to work at forced labor camps, prisons, and factories across the country. They are are under constant surveillance, with long working hours and poor living conditions. They are subject to political re-education. They have no freedom of expression, no freedom of religion, and they are not even able to leave. Did you know that almost the entire apparel and footwear industry is tainted by Uyghur, Uyghur forced labor? Many well-known global brands are implicated, and yes, that includes the one of the NBA's biggest sponsors, Nike. Nike claims that they do not allow any forced labor in their supply chains, yet they don't have the receipt to prove it. They have not publicly committed to cutting ties with the Chinese government's labor transfer scheme. They have not provided clear timelines or updates about their efforts to end this. They have not publicly committed to the steps outlined by the coalition to end Uyghur forced labor.
0: This is an NBA player you don't know. He's a Muslim from Turkey, and the reason he's so upset about this is his fellow Muslims are slaves in China. And uh, Nike is, you know, the big
4: sponsor of the NBA and, and doesn't seem to have a problem with it. And to the NBA legends who are constantly virtue signaling about the legacy of slavery and that sort of thing, but kind of soft on current slavery.
5: Don't forget, every time you put those shoes on your feet or you put that t-shirt on your back, there are so many tears and so much oppression and so much blood behind it all. Nike likes to say, just do it. Well, what are you doing about the slave labor that makes your shoes? that slave labor that makes you rich to the owner of nike phil knight i have a message for you how about i book a plane tickets for us let's fly let's fly to china together we can try to visit these slave labor camps and you can see it with your own eyes lebron james and michael jordan you guys are welcome to come too nike must be a participant in this stop with hypocrisy stop the modern-day
4: slavery, now. I'm glad he called out uh, LeBron James, who is one of the biggest
0: virtue-signaling hypocrites in the world. I don't think he understands the whole situation. But the the people at the top of Nike and the NBA certainly do. And this is a big deal, because China has capture of the NBA and Nike and so many other big businesses around the world. This is this is the story of our times. Is there going to be public pressure to make these organizations
4: cut ties with China? Or are they still going to turn a blind eye? The Great Decoupling. How will it unfold? Will it unfold? Well, if you have to decouple from the radio and you miss a segment or an hour to the Armstrong and Getty Show, get it to wherever you get podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple, or just click on the link at armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
4: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
5: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
5: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.